Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the Fins Up Podcast. I'm your host, a very happy Solo Dan, despite the result, and I'm sitting with a very handsome and very poseworthy Terry. Mate, what's going on? Just trying to get through the week, mate. Not thinking about Chad Townsend. It's very tough, isn't it? It's it's been a, it's been a trying couple of days. I haven't kicked any goals this week, Dan. Well, that makes two of you, mate. Although we don't yeah. get paid to do it. Hey, did you notice on Sunday night uh, your phone did it explode when Chad missed that kick? No, but I, I noticed that your Twitter mentions did. Oh, absolutely. I turned my phone off because Foxtel Go is about 90 seconds behind and I didn't want to know the result. So I've turned my phone off. Chad's missed the kick. I've walked around the block, come back, turn my phone on, and it literally just fucking blew up. About 120 people making Chad jokes, and I'm not very appreciative. No, I got, I got like the usual, like, Courtney the Dragons fan sort of ribbed us a little bit, and your mate Dib, he, uh... It was mainly people from shit teams had a go at us, so... Yeah, it's, it's, you know, but, on the other hand, it's a week for celebration because the Jets are still undefeated. They are. They, didn't, they didn't play to lose, so we haven't lost since 2019. There you go, mate. I'm just saying, in terms of club championship, we're the, we're the best up. ever. It's us all the way. Um, let's talk a little bit of shark news before we get into it. Uh... Reports of Andrew Fafita going to the Dragons. What are your thoughts on that? Well, mate, if we're not going to use him, we might as well put the 850k or a decent slab to some use. So if he wants to go, I'm happy enough for him to go. Yeah, my, my thought on that is exactly the same as yours. We would get about 500k under the cap this year, and we would get 850,000 next year. My only problem is he's going to the Dragons. Yeah, I don't, want, I don't want him to leave, don't get me wrong, and I don't want him to go to the Dragons especially. But the bloke's playing for the Jets at the moment, and he's costing us more than three-quarters of a million dollars. Like, it seems if someone's going to take at least half the freight, you got, you got to do what's best for the team. Yeah. My, my biggest gripe about this situation is, you know, Bombers obviously said that Fafita's not up to it, but continuously picks out halfback. Yeah, there's a bit of double standard there. I think the fact that Fafita's on such a big wage, perhaps, but I can't imagine Chad would be cheap either. So if you're going to drop one, drop them both. Yeah, that's that's sort of the, the major news that's come out for us this week, although uh, Mawini Hirodi's career with the Sharks is probably over after that display as well. Connor Tracy's in the centres. Do you think that's going to continue, or, or can you see a late shuffle of someone like Nana McDonald coming in? I think it'll have to run this week, to be honest, because I can't see Nene coming in. But as soon as, obviously, Ramian will go back in when he's fit. But I think if Talakai's fit next week, he goes straight in because Connor's a stopgap at centre. I don't love it. I don't hate it. But I think it's better than Harati, put it that way. I feel bad for the kid because he's had, you know, he's superstar New South Wales Cup player, top try scorer, speedy Gonzalez on the wing. He just can't make that step up. He's like that um that former Canberra fullback that just couldn't play first grade. Abby was it? Brad Abby? No. Yeah, Brad, Brad Abby was a former Dogs and um, Canberra fullback. Yeah, and he um, would score a million tries in New South Wales Cup, win Player of the Year uh, week every week, and then be the worst player on the field in first grade. Just couldn't step up. Like you know, the other one of that 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 really surprised me that never kicked on was that Omar Slowmankle from. The oh, Warriors. the Warriors! Yeah, he was a freak. 
Yeah, he scored 900 tries in uh, in New South Wales Cup and never ever did anything in first grade. Never even got a sniff in. Went overseas, didn't couldn't even cut it in the Super League. Yeah, it's crazy, man. Although he was my first interview for Monster Sports, so I love him forever. That's incredible. Yeah, that is good. Yeah. Um, the, the the thing for me is I don't think Herodi's a centre. No, he's a winger. Uh, you know, there's not a huge difference in terms of. Oh, there is. I can't justify that. I think yeah. I think we've done very hard by. I still reckon Ronaldo should have played in the centres on the weekend. Yeah, absolutely. That was that was one of the calls that you know could Bomber perhaps push him in and put Nate McDonald out on the Look, at the end of the day, it wouldn't really make a difference. Herodi didn't do anything to lose us the game, but basically we were playing with twelve. Yeah, absolutely. He wasn't much chop, but like you said, it wasn't like he was running out of the line and missing tackles or, you know, costing us too many metres. It just, he's just not up to it. Like I said, like you said, I think his Shark's career might be over. The one thing, though, is he's an outstanding goal kicker. Oh, geez, we could have used him. Yeah, absolutely we could have. Do, do you want to jump straight into the game, Dan? Let's jump into the game, mate. I'm, I'm chomping at the bit. I've been so quiet all week about this. I, for mine, there's not too many negatives to to take away from this game. As as weird as that sounds, like I know we've lost, but you have to look at the defensive performance that we put in, despite missing nearly 50 tackles or over 50 tackles. To only concede 12 points to the Raiders in those conditions, I thought we were outstanding. We were very good over 80 minutes. I don't think our first half attack was worth a mention. No. Second half, very much. The defense. I, I said on the show during the, like on Monday, last year we're forty nil down in those yeah, conditions. Down, yeah. So it's good to see some defensive resolve, but yeah, we just there's a, a mental problem there. We just can't beat a top eight side, and I think that's continued. Yeah, look, there, there, there are a lot of people online turning around saying, "Did we actually practice any defense in the off season because we missed so many tackles?" Well. You know, you only need to look at the, the Penrith game last year where we conceded 50, and that was the type of defensive effort we put in. This week, our scramble was there. I think a lot of the defensive mishaps or defensive um, missed tackles were... It, it, it can be a stat that can get blown out. Uh, you know, if a player drops away quickly to get back in the defensive line, it's a missed tackle. So I wasn't too worried about that. I was more worried about the amount of times the Raiders were on our try line and I thought, this is going to be the time we concede. This is going to be the time we concede. And we didn't. But the two tries that we did concede were soft as puppy shit. And that's what hurts the most. Absolutely right. Now, I'm going to get to the big negative right away. Everyone at the end of the game blamed Chad Townsend for the kicks. Okay, look. Kickers are going to miss kicks in difficult conditions. He missed one from the sideline to send it to Golden Point. That, let's face it, we probably would have lost anyways. Because we've kicked, what, three of 500 field goal attempts? For me, the game was lost in kicking the ball out on the full, not falling on the ball when it was very, very easy and he had two metres over Moylan and whoever was chasing. Rapana, the slowest winger in the game. Rapana. Um, kicking it on the third tackle when we had all the momentum and it's sitting up 20 metres out. And missing the tackle that led directly to a try. That, to me, is way, way worse put together than missing a couple of fairly you know, difficult... Not impossible kicks. Now, the first kick Chad missed almost tore the house down. Second one, you know, it happens from the sideline. Third one, he never even looked like kicking. Not for a second did I think it was going over. And nor was I surprised when he missed it. 
my problem was he knew we had a minute to go. Take 30 seconds, take the kick. If you miss it, okay, you take two rucks, you take a shot from 40 out for field goal. He completely took that out by taking too much time to spread it wide. That, that pissed me off. Yeah, it, it, it was a strange call. One, he'd missed from 10 in from the sideline, so we thought he was going to hit it from, from three or four metres in from the sideline. But the second one, show some urgency. Know, like, know the game situation, and then he sort of complain to the referee that the clock had wound down. Well, that's you, mate. Yeah. All you need to do put the ball on the tee, take two steps backwards, three across, compose yourself, take a breath, hit it, and if you miss, we've got a minute. Exactly 50 right. Would you have taken the shot? Uh, in hindsight, no, because I didn't think he was going to make it, and I didn't think he had the confidence to make it. I wouldn't have... I wouldn't have put the ball in his hands. I probably would have put it in Herodi or Moylan's hands. Um, I think in terms of the game situation, though, with a minute 20 to go, well, yeah, you, you've got to take the shot. Now, I, under normal circumstances, would 100% agree. You take the shot, you put it in golden point, anything can happen. On the weekend, I felt that we had such momentum that we were going to score. And I thought, if we don't, well, at least we're going to go down swinging. And I just didn't think that Chad was going to make that kick. Circumstance-wise, I reckon we tap, we go right. I reckon Kennedy scores in the corner. Yeah, look, the, the only problem for mine is if you tap it and then two rucks later you drop the ball, it's game over anyway. Yeah, that's fair call. That's, you gotta, you got to run that risk. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it would have made more sense to, to tap it, give Aiden Tolman like four hit-ups as he loves taking, and then kick back to Ronaldo. Yeah. Well, we scored, we scored a try down that. I know it was a very fluky try. But we've just scored down that left edge. You know, Kennedy scored a clever try on the right edge. So they, they were susceptible. It's not like they held us to nil. So I just I just don't think the confidence was there. I did, I do admire Wade putting that in, in Chad, the confidence. I would have felt if it was Johnson, you take that kick and it's going over. You know, he, he's that kind of player. I I was yelling, give it to and give it to and Realised I was a minute and a half behind. Felt stupid. The game was already over. But as soon as Chad put it on, not for one single second did I think that was going through. No. Uh, and, and from the type of game that he'd had, to think that he had the confidence to hit that tweetly and get it over, he, it needed to go to... Like, even Dugan's hit some clutch sideline shots. It needed to go to anyone else. Dugan's just scored a try as well, so he's at an all-time high. Yeah, And, you know, he, he always turns around and says that Anytime he scores a try, his confidence just goes through the roof. Why don't I give him the shot? That's it. Look, I, I would have put it on Moylan's foot, purely because he's done it two or three times for Penrith. Yeah, but I mean, Herodi's a 90% kicker in New South Wales Cup. Oh, he was off the field, though, so... Oh, he was, yeah, he sucked. Yeah, so you, uh, you, have, to go, you have to go to Dugan, uh, Moylan, or you tap it and try and win it. Because I, I still maintain if it went to Golden Point, they kick it to us, we don't make the metres, they kick the field goal. They were still rolling in the middle, it's not as though we had a huge advantage. I thought we were the better team quite clearly, but it's not like we were rolling for 60 or 70 every set. So, you know, in a 50-50 shot, give it a go. Just just run it wide. Have four attacks on the line. The, the interesting thing for mine was we made more metres per run than the Raiders. So we were quite comfortably making our metres coming out of you know, the, the danger zones. 
Yeah, I, I don't know. It, it, like it's it, in, it, as I said, in hindsight, it's easy to turn around and say, "Well, no, go for the try," or hope the referee will blow a, a penalty closer to the post for us. But yeah, no. Nah. Look, they, they, they had the chances to win. When you when you come down to it, we conceded two weak tries. We scored a weak try. The only real try that was scored was the Kennedy one. You know, and how how quick were people to bag us when when Chad put that kick through for the try? Only for them to delete tweets when Chad missed the conversion from right in front. Yeah, there was, but by the time I went to respond to a couple of people and said, what are your thoughts on Townsend for that? I was like, well, he just missed the sitter. Yeah, exactly. NRL, NRL tweet got it straight away. <laughs> he's, he's good. He's real good. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's. I tell you what, you know, to say that I was really disappointed in Chad is an understatement. I was really impressed with Billy McGoolis this week, and we gave him an absolute serving last week. Well, he ran hard. I think he only had four or five runs, but you saw every time he ran the ball because he ran like his career depended on it, and it just might have. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about that lazy effort from Aaron Woods. That, that, that sums up his career in a heartbeat. Yeah, it is. It wasn't good. I mean, knowing that you don't give a penalty away and points for that anymore when the referee calls you offside, just 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 give the tackle away. Just make the tackle. I, th- I think he was worried about getting sin bin because it was so blatant. But even so, you don't let a bloke run through a gap in pouring rain conditions. I mean, well, I mean what's, like, what's the worst that's going to happen if they do blow a penalty? He's not going to get sin bin for that. But, I mean... The guy, the guy got pulled down a meter out from the line. When you're getting a serve from Jack Williams for being a lazy defender, you know you're a lazy defender. That was gold. I'm, I'm, I'm an Aaron Woods defender, and I see a lot of value in having a player like Aaron Woods in our team. But if someone like Andrew Fafida is not making our squad because of defensive intensity, but Aaron Woods is picked every week with efforts like that, then something's got to give. Yeah, there's, fair call. Behind the scenes. Fair call. I think if we had a, another recognised prop on the bench, it was fit and ready. I think they might have hooked him because that uh, that was not a good effort at all. No, it, it, you know, it, it, again, if you're if you're getting a mouthful from Jack Williams about a poor defensive effort, have, have a look. At, have a long, hard look in the mirror. Woodsy yeah. needs to stand up this week because he's got Joe, he's got Junior Polo running at him for 60 minutes. Yeah, spot on. And look, Tappany was the best player on the field the other night for Canberra. And that's another middle forward that got over us. That's a bit of a worry. Was he? Yeah, yeah, you got the three down end points. Yeah, but Luke Curie didn't get it. Look, true. I, um, I thought Tappany batted us from start to finish. He's a hard one to miss, though. You know, there's a lot of players that make runs and you go, oh, yeah, that was a good run. But every time Tappany gets the ball, you're just like, oh, shit. This guy runs hard. Yeah, he, he really has turned his career around, hasn't he? Because he went from Newcastle being a plotter to Canberra, you know, fringe, he was a fringe first grader, and now he's like one of the, I wouldn't say elite, but he's one of the better forwards of the competition. Oh, he's a Kiwi mainstay, absolutely. Look, um, overall, I'm not, I'm not as angry as I thought I would be, considering. I think the fact that it ended the way it did probably gave me something to laugh about. Yeah, I mean, I mean, my my anger stemmed to humiliation just because that Lego head prick backed himself. Yeah, look, that's true. I I was more angry at half time, to be totally honest, than full time. Yeah, absolutely. Because there was no effort in like 
there was defensive effort, but there was no effort with the ball. There was no effort to do anything. The worst part about Cronulla, like the, this Cronulla side at the moment, is when we get the ball in the attacking zone, we either don't know what to do with it or we think we've got to score off every play. There's no building pressure. There's no, you know, repeat sets. And this is where a, a halfback like Adam Reynolds, in the, you know, in this squad could just repeat sets. Have a look at George Williams, for example. Any time on the fifth tackle, he just kept putting the ball into the in-goal area. Or he'd short ball to a prop, get caught one metre out from the line and make Cronulla ruck it out. Yes, definitely. There's no, there's no thought process in building pressure from this Cronulla team. No, there was themselves under pressure. There was a lot of times where we were early in the tackle count and we'd go right, pass it one too many and end up over the sideline. That's an old Cronulla oh. trick. Yeah, second tackle, Will Kennedy in the rain sliding across giving the ball to Sione Katoa. Mate, my phone nearly got launched at the TV. That was unfortunate. I felt really bad for Katoa because he did the right thing, took the ball, tried to step inside. But he had no, he was dead to rights. But, I mean, the, the other thing as well is, you know, second half, Dugan running down the sideline, bit of space. Second tackle or whatever it was, didn't step back in, gets taken over the sideline. It'd be frustrating, especially in the wet conditions. You've got to be smarter than that. Yeah, you know, in, in the dry track, back yourself. But, I mean, doing the slow as a wet fucking Sunday anyway. Why would he, <laughs> one, try and back himself to run around anyone, and two, not head back in field in the dry? The other thing that, the other the other small thing that really pissed me off, Will Kennedy's got to know his size and strength in the game. When Sebastian Chris puts a kick in and you get the ball two metres out, don't try and jump. Just get to the ground. <laughs> He's a big boy, that Chris, isn't he? Yeah, but I mean, referees don't call voluntary tackles anymore. If, if the fullback just dives to the ground and they pick you up and throw you back in the goal area, it's a fucking penalty anyway. <laughs> exactly. There, there's a couple of those this week too. I think Gutherson did it. He dived out, and I think uh, I think the troll might have too. This, this this Cronulla side doesn't make me angry anymore. It makes me frustrated. Yeah, that's it. It's it. Look, the effort was way better this week. I think if we got blown out by another try or two, I would be a lot angrier than I am. But you know that that's that's not a great attitude to have. I've always been very negative on that. Oh, it's a good it's a good loss. There's no good losses, but it was a it was a loss. At least it gave us something to come out of it and think, okay, not the end of the world. Yeah, I, I, you're right. If if we had got beaten like forty to ten or something, I think I would have been well and truly fucked off from it. But to lose twelve ten, I know we didn't beat a top eight side. But I think anyone, everyone expected us to get beaten by 30. Yeah, yeah, I went in. I, when Canberra scored that first try, I thought that was the gates were going to open. Yeah. I wish they didn't. Fucking hell, like... Ah, oh, man. It's so... And, and, and the other thing as well is that try right on halftime, 20 seconds out from halftime. You've just got to hold that in. At 6-0, even though we're down, we go in feeling better about ourselves because they would have literally had 41 tackles in our half for one try. Yeah, spot on. It's very, that's that's just the Sharks, so those little one percenters, and I would say that's probably a 90%er because if Chad or Moylan drop on the ball, and Chad obviously called it, went in, missed it, and then Moylan's too late jumping on. So he, he, both of them are at fault there. One of them's just got to jump on the fucking ball. I mean, it was a shocking pass from Moylan. It was an absolute shocking pass from Moylan, and it got towed ahead by Rapana. And I mean, the conditions—the conditions on the field suggest that you don't try and pick that up. No, just dive on the ball. 
There's 30 seconds to go to half time. So dumb. How good um how good is it seeing Ryan James play well though? Yeah, it is. It is really good. It's you know, it's a good story. Two two knee reconstructions. Played really good. Um Fuck, I don't want to give Canberra any credit though. No, no, just him. Yeah. Hmm. They're just oh, their fans are so smug as well, I hate them. Yeah, they, look they are. There was a lot of a lot of people just kept their, their mouths quiet this week from Canberra because they knew that um Chatted, 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 fucked up, and that I wasn't in the best mood. So I think they they, they left me alone, which which is probably for their benefit. But uh, geez, that would have been a good one to win. Go two and zero, you know, in disgusting conditions. Not play particularly well yet. Get that monkey off our back, and yet we got to go to Parramatta one and one. Yeah, uh, the the only the only saving grace from this weekend is Parramatta had a really really hard game as well against Melbourne and I'd still be feeling it but those bastards get what a nine day turnaround to our six that's it Ryan Madison's out though that's good news it is good news it's not good news how it happened though no it's terrible news how it happened I for the life of me can't figure out how that wasn't dealt yeah. with yeah yeah absolute dog shot like if Jesse Ramian's gonna get Simbind and suspended for three weeks and that guy doesn't get Simbind and only gets two weeks Nah, that doesn't sit well with me. The inconsistencies have already started. Yeah, it's very frustrating. And look, we got every right to feel the gripes. And Parramatta, though, they should be fucking fuming because they were down their best second rower. And he was just starting to get on top, too. And then he's carried off because some dickhead decided to drop an elbow. No, not good because you slow that down. That looks disgusting. Yeah, and it's, and it's not as if Kafusi doesn't have form with an elbow either. Spot on. It wasn't like he... He looked at him and lashed. That's what I had a problem with. If you just fallen, okay, that happens. You know, sometimes you get in bad positions. But for him to lash out and push that elbow and be looking like the other way, like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing, that's just a grub act. That's that's six weeks for me. Yeah, that's just that's just Melbourne though, isn't it? It, it is Melbourne. You do get used to it. I feel bad for Madison, but I got a little bit of a smile on my face because he absolutely battered us last time we played in the wet and we couldn't control him, so... One less thing we've got to worry about. Yeah, my, my thoughts and concerns going into this weekend is we're going to be really leggy after that six-day turnaround. And that's the last time we played Parramatta in the rain, we were like that as well. Yeah, that's true. You're right. And Chad played like shit that game too. Chad plays like shit all the time. What yeah, are you worried well, about? that's probably not a coincidence. Yeah. What what do you make of the bench use on the weekend, mate? Um... I don't understand. I've never understood Bombers' rotation, so what do you do? I don't know what you do, but I wish Tolman didn't drop that ball when he did because I thought I was just about to tweet about how strong we looked since he came on, and then he drops the ball, so lucky I didn't click send. Yeah, but, but I mean, what was it? Kieran in our, in our Twitter DM turned around and said Col- Tolman's an absolute bargain for the prize, and then he jogs the ball back and gets <laughs> fucked. Bats it and just drops it. <laughs> that was uh, that, unfortunate timing. Like just, just again, take taking that that statement right there. He did jog that back off a, a dropout. I, my eyes aren't deceiving me, right? He did jog that, but didn't sprint. No, no intensity in that run, and then wonders why he dropped the ball. There was no intensity, mate. Toby Rudolph ran with intensity again, as did Billy Magulius this week. Uh, Tolman didn't on that particular hit up. You can tell because you got players like. Paulo, that are going to bring it back like their life depends on every hit up, and then Tolman, who just jogged it up. Look, 
Look, I know what he's trying to do. He's just trying to initiate contact, get to the ground, and get the ball played quick. But you've got to do that. You can't jog up and be thinking about what you're going to do. Very frustrating. Yeah, another person who's running really hard like their life depends on it, and it probably does, is Will Kennedy. He's topped our meters two weeks in a row. He's been our best player two weeks in a row. Yeah. Yeah, I know it's hard to admit. You know, he's going to be the one that gets dropped when Sean Johnson comes back, though, right? Yeah, well, you know, we'll deal with that when we get to it. Our boy, though, Toby Rudolph, mate, again, our best forward. Look for mine in, in terms of the last two weeks. Yeah, I think I think Will Kennedy's been good, but for mine, Toby's been up at play the, the last two weeks. Yeah, and you know who was good this weekend? Nakora. He made another break. Oh, uh, you know what? Again, I could have gone through that game and not know Britain Nakora played. He's. I've been watching him a bit more because I'm. Um, I think he's gone when Talakai comes back. I think he's improved, but he still like, runs that one thing, like that one line every time, and Moylan hasn't synced up with him yet. Uh, well, Chad, rather. Chad hasn't synced up. I, I, I don't think Nakora is going to go when Talakai comes back because I think Talakai is going to get eased into the bench. Uh, eased back into the, the side via the bench. But, yeah, it, um, I don't know what to do with him because we've seen his best and we've seen how good he can be. But his worst is, like, really, really concerning. It is. We, we need Nakora at his best. We need Wade Graham at his best. I thought he played well in his 250th, but he doesn't have that attacking sense anymore. I don't know whether that's just the left edge isn't quite up to scratch yet with so many changes, but I feel like that was a weapon we had two years ago that perhaps we don't have anymore. 2016, that Wade, Graham, Wade Graham was our go-to person when we were in trouble. you just give the ball away and something would happen, whether it was a kick, a pass, an inside pass... I tell you what I feel Wade Graham is really, really missing at the moment is Bronson Zeri and Josh Morris. Yeah, I think you're right. A speedy, speedy, clever outside back. I mean I mean he's got he's got one in Ronaldo. He definitely has one in Ronaldo. But he's next to Josh Dugan and Dugan is not one of those players where you can pop a short pass and something brilliant would happen. Like Wade would pop a short a short pass to, to Bronson Zeri who would just hit you with footwork and speed and finesse. Whereas he pops a short pass to Dugan and Dugan's just making that run. So I think he's definitely missing something and that's probably where a Jacko Ferris comes in for mine. Yeah, it's a fair call. Hopefully, hopefully soon, sooner than later because we, we actually have a spot to upgrade Ferris now. We've got two spots. Let's, yeah, you know, with, with Zeri gone, um, we've got two spots in the side. For mine, I think it's going to be, you know, Daniel Vasquez probably earns the right to get that first upgrade and then I, for mine I think it's going to be between Metcalf and, and Ferris yeah. and I think I think we've probably got enough in the back line fullbacks in Kennedy and Moyland and Dugan to suggest that, that Jackson would probably be the person who should be upgraded I'd, I'd definitely be looking at Ferris I know we're jumping ahead of ourselves here but as good as Metcalf is I think a, a season a full season would do him good because he's never had a full season it's always been injured at the back end, or, or all of last year, unfortunately. So yeah, I, I yeah, I agree. I think Ferris is the next one up, and we definitely need a speedy centre that can make a break. And he's got that in spades. Yeah, he's so he's got footwork, he's got speed. You know, he's not as he's not as big as Bronson or Durgan, but 
he'll, you know, he's not going to let you down. His game against Brisbane last year was good. Yeah, incredible. He's fantastic. Mm. Uh, Let's move on to the Parramatta game, Dan. Uh, we're one to seventeen. Apart, you know, same as last week, except Connor goes to the bench and Teague Wilton comes in. Uh, concerning again, no bench change between Jack Williams and. Uh, Billy McGoolis, and now we have three back rowers on the bench. Yeah, I don't, I don't love it. Um, look, Billy probably earned himself another week with his effort. If he's going to be there, he has to play bigger minutes than the ten he got or the twelve he got on the weekend. And I know that that's not his fault, and definitely not saying that is. But if you're going to have him there, you got to use him. Surely, for feeder playing fifteen minutes is of more use to us than McGoolis playing fifteen minutes. Yeah, so the, the, only, the only thing for mine, if you notice, is that Jack Williams now is coming on as our second prop. Yeah, yes. I don't... Uh, the, the, the change that was made was um, Ueli for Tolman, and the second one was Woods for Williams. So Jack Williams is actually now a prop for us, which is alarming. Yeah, I don't, I don't love that, but i got to say, Hamlin Ueli, he's been probably the big disappointment for me this year. He's offered very, very little in terms of anything. And he was the kind of player that got us off to that big start. And then he, he you know, he'd only play 18 to 20 minutes. Then Toby come on. You had that punch, punch, punch. This year, you're not getting it from you, Ellie. You're not getting it from Woods. You're getting it from Toby. And then Toby's not coming off the bench because you're going to Williams. That is concerning. And a team like Parramatta with their monster forwards, that could be bad news. This side's really, and I never thought I'd utter these words, especially last year until we laughed about it. This side's really, really, really missing Royce Hunt. Oh, big time. Him and Talakai offered so much. I think we were spoiled last year. I saw Royce Hunt the other day in Cronulla, and he has gotten bigger. <laughs> yeah, I've heard all the stories. I can't believe that, because I don't see how that can physically happen. Like, he looks like the Hulk. He's fucking huge. A big boy, jeez, we need him. We, him and Talakai, when they come back, we're a much better side. Dan, how can we beat Parramatta? Um, I hope it rains again. It doesn't look like it will because that definitely makes it a better game. Look, that left edge, Moylan, Kennedy and Wade Graham have to take full advantage early and often for us to be a shot in this game. Yeah, you're right. They're right, Edge, with no Madison and having defensive vulnerability with uh, Ferguson and Blake. We we definitely need to have a crack at that. It's, is is Nia Koire named out there? Or is he on the left? Uh, I, I, thought, I, thought, I normally played alongside um, Ferguson. I haven't even had a look at their lineup. To be fair, that's all good. They don't deserve it. But that that Nia Koire, I think he and um. Connor are marking up, which which is concerning in defence, but in attack, I think Connor can get him for speed. Oh, it's Nia Corre and, uh, and Opacic. Wanga Blake isn't playing. Yeah, so. that's it. See, Opacic, we should run over him. Yeah, we've got the advantage in the centres then, even if Tracy is playing. Absolutely we do. Nia Corre played really, really well the other night, but he's not a natural centre. And I think Connor's got, well, Connor's definitely got the speed on him, so let's get him some early ball. Maybe we go right. Maybe left isn't the option this week. I just, I just want to beat him. I just want to fucking beat him. Yeah, I, I wouldn't mind. Uh, I wouldn't mind beating Parramatta. It would. Uh, it would be nice. Um, just, just to get someone who's 
Yeah, are Parramatta a premiership favourite? No. Are Parramatta going to be a top eight side this year? Probably. Would it be nice to get it over him? Yeah. Look, I, I don't think apart from apart from Paulo and you know uh, uh, Gutherson, definitely. There's not too much in. You know, there's not too much difference between these sides. Sevo worries me only because he can go fucking ballistic. But I, I think we really kept him in check the last couple of times we played him. So I'm not not overly worried. Yeah, Guth- look, Gutherson's a freak, and he's he's likely to do some damage. And Paul is going to be very, very hard to contain. I would, if Toby can, you match Paulo's minutes. As soon as Paulo comes off, you bring Toby off. As soon as he comes back on, you put him on. And you just say, that's your assignment today. I don't know if Toby's got the gas tank that Paulo does, but he's going to need it. Yeah, it's it's really strange to say you don't know if someone's got the the tank that Junior Paulo has because at the beginning of the year I caught him a fat heap, and now he looks like he can play eighty minutes and not sweat. <laughs> he scored two match winning tries in a row. Yeah, I know he's great for my super coach team. Yeah, he's real good, and I uh, I was quite positive for the big man at the start of the year, so I'm I'm very happy with how it's gone. But I'm happy to eat crow this week. Hope he has a shocker. He is my favourite prop now. There you go. India heart, Terry. India heart. Absolute turnaround on that bloke. Yeah, I never doubted it. What, what do you reckon about Sean Lane, mate? The former former shark? Kind of. He started the year shite, so probably this is going to be his bounce-back game. Always happens, mate. I remember last year we were joking about... Because I, I, I used to say that I wanted him back, and you were like, don't be ridiculous, and he came good. And then he had a few bad games and tore us up. So we've had a bit of a love-hate relationship in the past, so... Fingers crossed he has a shocker too. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, for mine, to, to win this game, I think uh, it's a battle. For us, we can't make it a battle of the middle. We've got to make it a battle of the end. Yeah, we do, because they're going to win the middle. Although, I want to see Blake Braley run some more. When he touched the ball on the weekend, he looked good, but he just doesn't go enough. Yeah, I mean, you, you did ask him to run the ball a little bit more. He took one run in the first half. Tarpany was offside and then twisted his neck off his shoulder. Yeah, that was that was unfortunate. <laughs> I mean, it's, if we had any other referee, that's that's an absolute penalty and there's no way about it. But a Sutton brother, Jesus Christ, getting them's fucking terrible. He was he was a shocker on Sunday. I don't I don't want to rest fault because I thought he was fairly shit all round. But uh, yeah, he's not one of the better ones. Put it that way. No, he's, he's really questionable. Hey, I've, I've got to ask, what are your thoughts on this new six-again rule that's been tweaked from last year's six-again rule? Look, I don't mind it because you don't you don't notice referees as much. Like a six-again, you go, ah, oh, but it doesn't cost you 30 metres. So I think it takes the pressure off the refs and they're more likely to make a decision. But it annoys me because people on Twitter and commentators are so caught up with how there's, oh, the Bulldogs haven't got a penalty. Yeah, but they got eight six again. Like, so it shouldn't be annoying me. I think it's good for the gamer. Newcastle, they didn't get anything. They didn't get anything. No, they their their first six again against Newcastle came in the seventy first minute. That was all they got all game. Well, there you go. Fuck and then Penrith, they got a couple of six agains. But well, the the thing for mine with the six again rule is I don't like it inside your own thirty when you're trying to ruck out. You can't tell me that teams wouldn't rather kick the ball down the field. Oh, absolutely. So, I think if, they, if they're going to keep tweaking the six-again rule, that they've got to tweak it that you can't just give it away on, on the first because your line's not set. That's going to be a penalty. Yeah, I, the, I, other, the first tackle, I 100% agree. 
Yeah. Oh, in inside inside your thirty, inside your thirty, it's just an automatic penalty. The other thing I don't like is the six. They they just yell six again, but they don't yell why, so you don't know. Okay. Yeah. I. Yep. Fair call. A little thing because the players don't really give a shit. But as fans in a fan engagement game where we can hear the referees, for them to just yell six again, like they're not saying six again too slow or, you know, six again, mark is not square, six again offside. You're not hearing that because then it would be different to find out in terms of tackle speed. And the reason why. The reason why I thought about this is just I went back and had a look at a couple of six agains that Sutton gave for us and against us, and there was a tackle where Tarpany literally, and I mean literally, fucking laid on Toby Rudolph, who'd been getting quick play the balls all night. Five five seconds it took Toby to get up, and Sutton turned around and said, no, no, you're milking it. But the next play, Toby does the same thing and lays on Tarpany for three seconds, six again. Yeah, it's it's hard. Yeah, that's a fair call. I I've heard a few a few refs make a a point of saying you know too slow, too slow, etc. But yeah, I, I haven't watched definitely haven't watched it close enough. That's probably all I'm going to notice this weekend. So that'll be fun. Yeah, I wouldn't just mind like I wouldn't mind them saying six again, too slow, six again, hand on the ball, six again, mark is not square, six again, offside. Just so you know, and and, and as like. You know, all professional sport. Yes, these these athletes go out there and that's how they earn their money. But it's a fan fan driven, fan engagement game. And if they want TV ratings, and obviously they're getting TV ratings, but to get more engagement and as to know why that you're getting a six again. But I would also like them to tweak the rule that inside the thirty, rucking it out, the opposition just because their defensive line isn't set. Yeah, give a penalty. It's definitely become a tactic. I know Melbourne do it almost every set. The first one, they let their, they they lay all over them, and it's it's quite, it's almost unsportsmanlike, you know. So there's going to be a time where a referee is going to get the shits and say, you know, it's a professional foul. It's it's fairly obvious. Then I reckon it'll stop. The other one as well, just uh, was it, it wasn't Melbourne on it wasn't Melbourne on the weekend. It was I think I think it may have been the Rabbitohs against Manly, but Manly were attacking, and the Rabbitohs gave away three six agains on their own line before the referee cautioned them. For mine, if you give away six again the first time, it's a six again. Second time, bang, blow penalty. Yeah, fair enough. You, you, because, at, at, you know, at six all in those conditions, wouldn't you rather take a shot for two? Yeah, 100%. It's definitely taking that out of the game. I think there's some tweaks to come. I don't mind it because I like the faster game. And like I said, it sort of takes the referees out just that little bit, which I like. But there's going to be a time where the game's on the line and... There's going to be 30 seconds. Oh, we saw it in Origin last year. Kafusi was doing it. He laid all over the New South Wales, cost him 15 seconds, got a six again. So what? You know, you're down by two, you take the shot. So it's it's become a tactic. They're going to find ways to to use every rule to their advantage. But Yeah, yeah the, the, other, cool. the other one as well, and I've got to feel sorry for Canberra here, is because they got a six again coming out of their own line. Cronulla gave it away on the second tackle, but they were 10 metres out. And then White and dropped the ball. So that's where, again where you have a look at it. Rucking out of your own line, what advantage did Canberra get from that six again? If they're enough. the next they dropped the ball. Yeah, true, but it's the, it's up to them to make an advantage, is the devil's advocate. But the, the advantage is 
they're going to get two more tackles and probably still only be 40 metres up the field and have to kick the ball and Cronulla's going to get good field position. So there's no advantage of it, whereas if he had given a penalty, Canberra would have kicked that ball 30 metres up the field. And if Jack White then went and dropped the ball again, there's no pressure on the line. Yeah, that's fair call. Yeah, there's definitely, there's definitely some movement to come. I don't think it, it's, it's quite right just yet. No, and, and the other thing for mine as well is I wouldn't mind getting the second referee back. Yeah, yeah, I don't disagree with that. I, I thought it was strange when they took him away. There are a lot of things that go missing, but I mean, I feel the referee's better than it was two years ago because of the changes. Because yeah, of that, I, you know, penalties don't decide games anymore quite so much. I feel the refereeing is better, but when you get a shit referee like one of the Sutton brothers, and there's so much that happens in the ruck, I know there's a captain's challenge, but you don't you don't get continuous captain's challenges. You get one. It's a lottery if you get to listen to your players. But I just feel that a second referee, maybe not even to interfere, but just to be there to give those six agains, maybe for the ruck infringement. Yeah, fair call. Referee focus on the onsides and the offsides, because you've now got to understand that the ref is looking at the ruck and. The, you know, teams are only getting back eight metres, but because the referee's looking at the rock, he's not looking out wide. And touch judges are fucking pointless. Yeah, they are pointless. They're, every every centre and winger is offside by at least a metre, almost every play. But, I mean, we, we went to the game against the, the Dragons, and, and I was quite happily watching Aaron Wood standing two metres offside next to the referee and not getting pinged once. <laughs> Oh, well, you know, it's, you can't blow them all, I suppose. Otherwise, you, you're blowing 80 penalties. But, uh, yeah, yeah, fair call. Second ref, I don't disagree with that. Yeah, all right. Dan, what's, what's your tip for the weekend? Uh, Sharks by 100, mate. I'm feeling good this week. Yeah, I'm, I'm tipping Parramatta. Yeah, I tip Parramatta by 12, so and I'm, I'm fairly confident in that. But uh, who knows, mate, as long as the Jets win and keep their streak going, give me something to, to snatch at. Yeah. Uh, and on that note, uh, don't forget to like and subscribe to Punctured Media. Give League Outlaws a follow on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, everywhere. We are, you are. Yeah, give us a shout out. Just two blokes who enjoy their footy every week. Uh, enjoy making a fool of ourselves. We're starting to put the behind the scenes takes up now. Dan thinks he's hilarious. He's not. And uh, I'll see that tomorrow. Yeah, there's there's just some good shit coming out as well. Um, we've got our prize packs. Anyone who wants to trash us in the comments or say something positive, we'll give you some shit, and then we'll send you a prize pack. Um, and if you uh, if you take photos of the uh, of yourself in your League Outlaws T-shirt, I've got some box tickets to some games coming up. So yeah. let's get these shirts out. I reckon, mate. Well, our first first round are going out this week. Congratulations to the prize winners. So yeah. it's it's going to be a fun couple of weeks, mate. I'm, I'm very much looking forward to it. I'll let you know more about these box tickets in the couple, in the coming weeks, and we'll put some stuff up on uh, Twitter as well. But, yeah, there's, there's an opportunity to hang out with me at some sporting events. So, there you go. As if you wouldn't, mate. As if you wouldn't. All right, Dan, I'll talk to you later. Yeah, I'll make more.